0: Snark production. If life was a cereal box, this would be the toy inside. Oh, I wanted that one. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast.
1: Oh, a very happy Friday to you. Hope you're well wherever this podcast finds you. Uh, Matt O'Kine uh, coming into a big, big weekend. Another four weekers uh, in the Locky D. How are you feeling, oh, mate? Are you
2: holding up all right? At least another four weeks. Are you kidding? <laughs> mate, I've mentally checked out until Christmas. I've just. I have just. I'm not making plans. I'm not trusting in any, any uh, you know outcomes. Mm. I am just assuming that I'm not doing anything until Christmas.
1: So your your next big social event's the Boxing Day sales. That's the only thing you're, you're willing to lock in at this point.
2: <laughs> yeah, the Brisbane Olympics is what I'm probably <laughs> most likely going to be uh, locking in. But anyways, but look, it's exciting to be here. That's why. If, if out of everything mm. that exists right now in this world. This podcast is my favorite thing and I love hearing from you and you listening and chatting to guests like the guests that we have today. Nick Boschier. you might've seen him as one half of Bondi hipsters. So, so funny. Brains behind Beach Des. I mean, he's a very funny
1: dude. Created so much great stuff, uh, including a brand new sketch comedy series that comes out today. It's called The Moth Effect. So we cannot wait to catch back up with him. Um, He used to pop past Triple J all the time. And so, um, yeah, really keen to see what Nick's been up to, including this pretty incredible series. The first episode of which I found highly enjoyable, Matt.
2: Yeah, now, look, we will get to that a little bit later on. But to kick things off, Alex Dyson... What I have a little special guest for us, one that you don't really know about.
1: Man, I hate it when you come in and it's like, oh, what are we doing today? And uh, it's uh, Matt's got something to start with. Like, oh, what's that? He's like, he's not telling you. So well,
2: <laughs> I just I'll let you know now. You might be. I mean, we did mind blown yesterday. But time to put that hat back on, my friend. Oh dear.
1: Alright, I'll grab the helmet and we'll get ready. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go.
0: Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well,
2: Alex Dyson, I have made a very tasty pudding. <laughs> 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 okay. Was it Do you wanna know what do you know what's in it?
1: Is it a self sourcing chocolate pudd?
2: The proof is in the pudding, Alex Dyson. All right. <laughs> you baked a bit of proof into a pudding. Oh, I cooked a lean bit of proof yeah. into quite a large pudding, Alex Dyson. Is it a um,
1: like a Christmas pudding or is it a, like, like a plum pudding or is it like blood pudding? That's difficult.
2: That's a black pudding. A, That's it. It's a pudding of the mind. All right, I've got a guest on uh, the show—a mystery guest. You don't know this guest. You don't know this person. Right. But I've organised a mystery guest Are they to a p- enjoy
1: pudding chef to
2: share this pudding <laughs> oh with God. me. I mean, I wouldn't say that they're a pudding chef, but they have certainly whiffed what's been cooking in this kitchen, Alex Tyson. Um, <laughs> okay. I'd like to welcome to Matt I, and Alex. I, I,
1: apologies, just before we introduce <laughs> this mystery guest. Apologies if you're listening to this. If you have no idea what Matt is talking about, I am currently with you. I also have no idea what he's talking about. But let's just let him play this out and we'll see what happens.
2: I would like to welcome to Matt and Alex all-day breakfast, good friend of mine, Amber.
3: Hey, guys. <laughs> How are you going?
2: Good, good. Now, Amber, can you tell Alex Dyson where we first met and under what circumstances?
3: Uh, so we met probably 11 years ago when Matt was doing a comedy gig at a bar I worked at in Sydney called Miranda Hotel.
2: Mm. Yep, I remember catching the train out there. I'd never been to Miranda before um, and I was doing a gig. Amber was like, hey. Do you remember you
3: what, know,
1: what were some of these jokes at all, Amber?
3: No, not really.
1: What era of
2: O'Kine would we have
1: been talking about there?
2: That would have been vacuum cleaner and Red Rooster era there, the <laughs> yeah. classics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Now, we didn't really – I mean, that was probably the only time that we actually encountered each other face-to-face for probably another few years after that, right?
3: Yeah, we, we bumped into each other on the street like when I'd pass you on my way to uni and you were living out That's that way. That's right.
2: In Broadway? Yes. <laughs> okay, and then the last time I think we were physically in the same place, you were working at the Coogee Bay Hotel.
3: Uh Koji Coogee Pavilion pretty um, Pavilion, that's
2: right. <laughs> okay. We're, yes. we're
3: classy people here, Matt. Amber,
1: <laughs> do you know uh, if this has anything to do with pudding at all? What I'm not
3: sure.
2: <laughs> Where's the pudding no, coming no, to Don't this? listen to him, Amber. Don't listen to him, Amber. Okay, <laughs> now.
3: Maybe not exactly pudding, but something <laughs> was definitely cooking.
2: <laughs> exactly. So, okay, Amber and I have sort of stayed in touch across social media, you know, very vaguely over those past t- 10 years, all mm-hmm. right? So, um, the occasional comment there, message there, whatever. All right.
3: Yeah, I, I drop you in a conversation that you're like my most famous friend.
2: Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> um, I don't mention you much, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway, so ever. <Amber,
1: laughs> Are you sure you're not baking up some chips? Because if I was Amber, I would be spitting them at the moment. <laughs> spitting chips with this treatment that's going okay, on. Okay,
2: now, what happened recently, right? You commented under one of my pictures or something. I can't remember what it was. Do you remember?
3: Me, no. I have no idea. Can't remember. All
2: right. I can't remember either, but you commented under my picture, okay? And then the following day, I sent you a message, and I'll read it, that said this. Sent. Sent. At 7.44 a.m. Okay. This was, yeah, you woke me up. <laughs> yeah. So this was fresh in the mind. And by the way, the, the, the previous, last time we messaged any contact was the 29th of April. So th- three months before. Okay. 25th of June, 7.44 a.m. I message. Okay. So after you commented on the pic last night, you somehow ended up in my dream and you were pregnant. And what did you reply?
3: Um, Something along the lines of that I was indeed pregnant and I was ten weeks along and hadn't announced anything yet. (laughs) What? Thank you. What? Thank you You very much.
2: But you—you some sort of plant?
3: (laughs) No, 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 not at all. I'm—I'm fourteen weeks now, but yeah.
2: So and you hadn't told anyone. There's no way I would have known, right?
3: I hadn't put anything on social media because when you when you're only about ten weeks along, you're in that first trimester, and you don't always announce it straight away. You want to get over that hump first.
1: Yeah, it's a very common occurrence. You're still in that stage of keeping it very close and personal. We have
3: announced since a man who self
1: declares that he doesn't talk to you much.
2: Yep, (laughs) I've said we. I mean, we only just fleetingly talk comments, very occasionally. Bumping had into a, each other once every few years out of nowhere.
1: Had a dream that you were has pregnant. Has a dream,
2: you're pregnant, goes boom, just had a dream you're pregnant and you're like 10 weeks pregnant and haven't told anyone. Uh, thank yep. you!
1: Now, Amber, are you are you aware of Matt's history with this? Because we did have a bit of a thread on the show that Matt was psychic because of a similar pregnancy dream about Channel 9 presenter Sylvia Jeffries who yes, hadn't told anyone.
3: aware. I was aware of that.
1: Yes. So you'd heard about that, and so when you get a message, what went through your mind when Matt O'Kane saying I had a dream that you were pregnant? That
3: holy shit!
2: This is legit. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> so you. You believe, it. You <laughs> Thank believe you. it? I've got the, I've got the, the shining. I'm telling you. Mm. So uh, yeah, he's I
3: mean,
1: two, he's two from two now. <laughs> wow. Yes. Are you a believer in sort of psychic things and that general vibe, like I don't know tarot cards, um, these sort of things?
3: Like, not really, but, like, you know, the proof's there. So maybe I've been swayed.
1: Are you telling me that this experience with one Matt Ajete Okine is the closest thing to a paranormal experience you've ever had?
3: Like, quite possibly.
2: Goodness. Alex Tyson, how's that pudding taste? <laughs> Thank you very much, Adam Amber. Really, really appreciate you joining you're us. More than, you're more than welcome. <laughs> and anytime. congratulations yeah, again, by congrats. the way. This is super exciting. I mean, really, Matt really seems to be more happy
1: with the, the fact that he predicted it rather than you're welcoming a new human <laughs> life into the world. Well, I mean, choice. I mean, there's
2: a look. There's seven million people in the world, Alex Tyson. I mean, the, making the baby's not a big deal. It's <laughs> knowing that you made anyone could do that the baby, <laughs> it's the dreams. Goodness, that's me. the big deal. Now, well, you, it's awesome, mate, Amber, and um, and thank you for you know being a, a good mate over the last ten years. It's been awesome.
3: No, yeah, no worries at all. Thank you. Catch you later. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.
1: Well, madokine, I think lightning has struck twice. Stop shimmying. <laughs> Stop shimmying.
2: Stop it. Stop doing the shimmy it's, dance. It's my psychic shimmer. It's my medium moves
0: (laughs) Coffee? Yeah, coffee A seventh coffee never hurt anyone I feel a buzz
2: Alex Tyson, our next guest You are probably well aware of their work Uh, I certainly first stumbled across them as a content creator um, As somewhat of an online star, really From a video called Trent from... Punchy.
1: Yeah, they've tracked down this really interesting dude from Punchbowl in Sydney, started a video, and have just been making some brilliant content ever since. Is one half
2: of Bondi hipsters, Nick Bouchier. G'day. Howdy. How are you? Yeah, good, Nick. Um, congratulations on the brand-new show. It's called The Moth Effect. It's out on Amazon Prime Video today. Uh, a six-part sketch series. What's being behind a sketch show like? Because I just think of lots of costumes. <laughs>
4: Yeah, it's like so many costumes and so many locations and a huge disparity between our ambition and the capacity to materialise said <laughs> ambition because you've got to create a bloody new world each mm. sketch really. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. Heaps of fun though. Like it's dynamic and it's in pretty hard to take it too seriously. So it's always kind of...
1: What's I something guess. that you asked for and they said, oh, God, no. Absolutely
4: not. (laughs) Okay, i got a pretty good one. Jazz wanted to
2: have a cat centaur. A cat centaur. So what's that, a half cat, half horse, half half bull? Half cat, half
4: horse, and if you can wrap your head around it, half Instagram influencer, fitness influencer. So it was kind of like a hybrid of those three things. (laughs) And we we had to go down the rabbit hole and it. We're like, okay, shit, are we going to do this practically? Okay, so we're going to build all this and get costumes and makeup to make poor hands a horse torso and then leggings <laughs> for, for the for the hind quarters. It was, and then we're like, okay, we've got to build it VFX. All of these things were entirely impossible. But um, that was one thing that we really went down the rabbit hole on.
1: Yeah, goodness me. Well, the Jazz you uh, mentioned is Jazz Twemlow, who you created the series with, The Moth Effect, I assume uh, loosely based on the Ashton Kutcher film, The Butterfly Effect, of the similar name?
4: 100%, yeah, that's Mm. exactly right. Yeah, absolutely. That was a huge influence for us from from word go, and in fact how (laughs) and why we bonded. And yeah, Ashton is really the foundation stone of the, the moth effect, which is great. I'm
2: surprised he's not in it because you've got some pretty big names. Um, looking at it here, uh, you've got people like Miranda Otto, Miranda Tapsell, um, some other people call Miranda, I'm sure, uh, Nazim <laughs> yeah. Hussain. Uh, you've got Mark Humphries who we spoke to. Chris, your you're old mate Christian Van Buren, our mate Steen Raskopoulos, but also Vincent D'Onofrio is in it. Yeah. I mean, this is a US name, so how would that happen? It's
4: bonkers. I think, well, like the Miranda Ottos and the Australian contingent, really, we are the beneficiaries of the goodwill created by our production company, Bunya, who have done some lovely stuff here. And so through their good good name and by no virtue of ours, we're able to at least attract those names. And then Vincent D'Onofrio came from just a chance meeting. Our, Our director knew him and sent him a script and there was a kind of a a divine circumstance that he could do it whilst he was out here doing another show. So it was just, it was just madness really. And we got um, Bobby Carnavale as well, which is, which is just nutty. It's just nutty. Cause you know, I'm a mid grade uh, ex internet guy. It's like I, I don't identify as being able to collaborate with those kinds of people. So it's, it really is a bit flippant odd, but I'm over the moon about it. Cause they just smashed the shit out of it.
2: The one thing that always sticks out to me when you're making a show and you've got talent that is really experienced and that you look up to is the moments when you have to ask them to do ridiculous ridiculous things. <laughs>
4: there was a version of that moment actually. He so Vincent did this phenomenal accent for us because it was it's a bit of a Bond villain kind of sketch and so he did this really ornate Russian, hard-to-place kind of villain accent. Mm. However, at some points, it, I couldn't quite hear it because it was just so ornate as an accent. So we had to kind of feed back to him. We had to be like, could you make it a bit clearer? But all of us were a bit too, like, meek and shit-scared to pass on <laughs> that very reasonable direction.
0: <laughs> and, and he's
4: just so good and he's a huge softie and a, and a real talent and, and a statesperson, I guess, of of the art, He got it. It was like, yeah, yeah, totally. But we were just all, you know, breaking it just to ask him a
2: Pretty Just like, basically. oh, whatever you think, Vincent, whatever you do, whatever yeah, you reckon, oh, yeah, that's... that's good. No, you do it, you do it, that's good. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, one, yeah, of
1: the, yeah. one of the things I loved about The Moth Effect as well, it was quite a, um, as far as sketch comedy goes, is quite a cerebral experience in which you uh, a couple of the jokes uh, could certainly fly over your head. Um, when you're di- yeah. digging into philosophy uh, with philosophy gangs around the UK, <laughs> it, it was very reminiscent of like Monty Python, the Philosopher's Song and those kind of things. How does it go during the the pitching process, and were people worried that it might be too esoteric? What was the um, what were the thoughts oh. around doing a few of these sketches,
4: mate? Well, that that one in particular, the the Cockneys, one, the philosophical gangs. It's like, yeah, Jazz and I sometimes can be really guilty of being interesting, not funny. Sometimes, <laughs> like certainly in our process, we're like, good point, Jazz. Well, how articulate is that? And it's like, yeah, it's an interesting point, but then there's funny as a different thing to interesting so when we got <laughs> into the edit of that one we kind of slapped ourselves in the head and we're like oh my gosh we've tried to be a bit clever on that one as opposed to being clear so in short yeah we confused the dickens out of some folks. However, as we managed in the edit, we we managed to kind of claw that one back to a bit more of a coherent, <laughs> less.
1: Well, less it, ca- it was quotes. very funny, man. It was extremely oh, funny stuff. So congratulations on it.
2: Oh, you're so nice to see. Just before we let you go, I'd love to hear about the, your sort of trajectory as a creator, you know, someone who kind of launched online back when that online platforms and YouTube was really kind of brand new and yours are some of the first videos that I remember actually going viral what what was it like back then as a content creator to and what has that those moments taught you now do you look back on them and think that they're silly or are you super proud of them or would you do it all differently what do you think no I think
4: I think I feel more lucky than um than anything and part of that is probably pride and so on but at the time I was a music manager. So when you're a manager on the administrative side of the arts, the last thing that you identify with or as is an artist yourself. Like there's such a clear line if you're in management. So at the time, me dabbling in the arts, in the arts and inverted commas with those, you know, Trent and Beach Daz, it was just bloody surreal. Like it was surreal that I did a thing that kind of went a bit wild. And being part of that early YouTube um, generations like I was 30 at the time really or you know just about to turn 30 and and so I felt so full of gratitude because I was broke as f-. I was changing careers considering the arts and I did that thing and I felt like the universe was conspiring a little bit so I felt proud and full of gratitude and also you know what it taught me is that you just for me personally I had to work and create stuff not think that I could just audition and get better by I don't know, osmosis somehow. I just knew that I had to work through it. So, yeah, I mean, I feel lucky, 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 lucky.
1: Oh, well, you've done so well, man. The Moth Effect is the name of the brand-new sketch show. Very, very funny. Created by Nick Boshier and Jazz Twemlow. Uh, Amazon Prime is where you check it out. Six episodes. Are you, are you dropping it full as the package or are you are uh, giving us that week-to-week action?
4: <laughs> it's, a, it's a week-to-week thing. Um, so one episode a week for six weeks. It's kind of – it's not a dump. It's a um, – yeah, it's a, a series of uh, nuggets, say. Very nice. Weekly, yes.
2: Oh, sick, man. Well, look, congratulations again. We can't wait to check out the rest of the series and uh, good luck with hopefully a season two, hey?
4: Yeah, that would be delightful. It would be delightful to keep um keep the momentum up. And thanks so much for chatting, uh, you fellas. You've always been so – Delightful and supportive, and it was so good to work with you on the J. Well, work with you. By that I mean, chat to you twice throughout the <laughs> years that you're in the J. No,
1: you're around. You, you and uh, Christian you're and, Dom and Adrian, the, you're around were the halls every now and then, <laughs> sneaking around the <laughs> corridors. It was always good stuff, man. So thank you so much for hanging out with to us here. All
4: right, appreciate it. We'll later. catch you later.
2: Take it easy, chat. Thanks, mate. Bye. Order up. That's how you like it. It's perfect. All day breakfast. Do you think you'll have kids, Alex
1: Dyson? <laughs> <laughs> I can't not think about it because you ask me that question quite regularly. Um, why, why are you asking it this particular time, though?
2: Oh, it's just sometimes you just find yourself thinking, what have I become? So my sweetest friends,
1: everyone I know goes away in the end.
2: What I will say is that my favorite part of the day, apart from doing this podcast mm. with all of you lovely people listening, um is picking up my daughter Sophia from daycare, going home, watching some Bluey and eating some chippies. Now we don't <laughs> do chippies every day. It's only on Wednesdays when it's her last day of daycare for the week.
1: Chippy Wednesdays, we'll yep.
2: Put a little party on for her. Why don't you, know? you
1: do wedges Wednesdays?
2: Boo! <laughs> also, you do not put sour cream and sweet chilli near a two-year-old. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that man. Is a That's messy rule. enough for grown adults, uh, Anyways, let alone a youngster. So um, your rock stars change as you get older. Um, gotcha. You know, it become apparent. So to, I went to school with, a gentleman called Joff Bush, right? Same grade. Uh, Joff. He was one of the sort of, yeah. Is was that short of, for Joffrey? Sort of, don't know. But he was one of the music stars of our grade. Um, and he's gone on to do some, some composing for soundtracks. And one of the soundtracks that he is the composer for is the Bluey soundtrack. Oh. So suddenly I'm name dropping to Sophia, like, <laughs> you like this song. Dad went to school with the guy who wrote this song, right? She doesn't care. She just wants me to get up and dance and say, Dad, anyway, any parent will understand. The great
1: thing about this is I know where we're ending. I just, the the brilliant surprise about doing the podcast every day is I have no idea the path we're going to take to get there.
2: So I, I I start following Joff on Instagram, right? And he posts something about it two weeks ago where he's saying, Oi, check it out. Limited edition bluey vinyl. It's gonna drop real soon for Record Store Day. This is okay. bright green vinyl. Whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm green? like, whoa, yeah. Why bright green? green? It's got bluey on it and everything. I'm like, oh. hot mama, this is something I need. Not blue. Yeah, no, not blue. I don't know why either. Why would I they? I think do so that? that bluey would stand out on it. Right. Maybe. Anyway, so record store day comes. Joff posts on his on his uh, Instagram how hey, I hope someone you hope you all bought, bought your Bluey records by now and I forgot and I thought oh my god do you even have I a vinyl a Bluey player vinyl yeah I got a vinyl player right Bell bought me one for my birthday a couple of years ago right got a Bruce Springsteen vinyl got a The Streets vinyl now well I want I wanted a Bluey so suddenly I'm calling around. I call, I'm not joking, eight record stores while Sophia's on the playground and she's like, get off the phone. I'm like, I'm trying to buy the Bluey Vinyl. I'm there going, have you got the Bluey Vinyl? They're like, nah, mate, we just sold out. And I'm like, no. So I'm calling up all these ones. I'm like, you got the Bluey Vinyl? Nah, sold out. I turned into bloody Arnold Schwarzenegger in jingle all the way. I was, I was. (laughs) <laughs> a mad dash just to get this bluey vinyl for Sophia. I finally get. I just thought I finally get in touch with someone, a record store in Brisbane, who sold me one and 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 sent it down. I just thought, who? What? if How did this happen? How did I become frantically running around spending seventy dollars on a kid's
4: seventy? <laughs> yeah, Ooh. sixty
2: plus you know postage. Yeah. Goodness. So, yeah, so I thought, how did this happen? But it ties in, Alex.
1: <laughs> Here we go. Ready? This man has jumped off the podcast vault. He's been <laughs> spinning in the air. Let's see if he sticks the landing to what's written on this piece of paper of what we're actually talking about.
2: Is because it was so difficult to get the bluey vinyl because it was a very limited edition. But it's not the most limited edition album that has been sold this year. Well that honour goes to <laughs> well the done. album that we're going to be talking about right now.
1: The okay? Wu-Tang Clan album, which was sold to a single buyer a few years There's ago. There's only one of them. It was only one buyer. It was at a single album. They didn't upload it anywhere. They didn't make copies. Just sold for $2 million a few years ago, 2015. Uh, has been sold for the second time. Um, not necessarily because the original owner didn't want it, but because it was taken off him in a lawsuit. That man uh, has been uh, quoted as being um, America's most hated man, Martin Shkreli. Shkreli. Uh, who is the founder of Turing Pharmaceuticals, which bought uh, the rights to the antiparasitic drug called Daraprim. And uh, immediately after he's bought it, he raised its price by 5,000% to $750. Uh, a medication used to treat AIDS patients, the pregnant and the elderly. He said, oh, this is not expensive enough. I want 5,000% t- <laughs> more of this price, please, from the sick. I'm literally going to take the money from the sick. And they needed the medicine. And so they had to pay that amount. And what he bought with the money was a single Wu-Tang album. Now, <laughs> you wonder why this guy's called the most hated man in America. He, was like, and he, kind of, he did kind of resemble that the, the villain from Charlie's Angels, the Diaz Barrymore
2: yeah. thing. And so that didn't help his cause. I mean, it takes guts, honestly, to do that. Like, yeah. I couldn't do it. I could not handle being that bad a person?
1: Uh he was charged with securities fraud, uh charges of lo- looting millions of dollars from two hedge funds he operated, which I think I think the raising of the prices. I think that was legal. He just did other illegal things. Um, Yes. uh, And he was convicted of those charges as well as scheming to prop up the stock price of Retrofin, the drug company he founded in 2011. Um, He handed the one-of-a-kind album over to US prosecutors in 2018 after being convicted of defrauding investors. That album, the police had it. I mean, the police could have just... Kept it and just bumped it. Could have it. burnt
2: a few copies. <laughs> just bumped Imagine it that. whilst driving
1: around. <laughs> um, just ha- hand me that ox cord for the divvy van. <laughs> Here we go. This is some prime one,
2: <laughs> rare Wu Tang. Um, it comes in a it comes in a high hand carved nickel silver box and a leather bound manuscript containing the lyrics and a certificate of authenticity. And it's a uh, it's. It's a bit of a protest, really, because they reckon that, you know, music has been cheapened. Mm. Um, We don't know who the new buyer is. They won't say. Um, But Mark and Shkreli's lawyer told uh, the news outlet CNBC that the sale price was substantially more than what his client had paid for it. Than the
1: original big fee that Martin, uh, a.k.a. Farmer Bro, a.k.a. the most hated man in America, paid for it. Um, And apparently when Wu-Ten found out that this screlly dude purchased it, and they pay, paid him two million dollars. And they're like, "Okay, we're going to do- donate a significant portion of this two million dollars to charity because otherwise, it feels a little bit dirty coming from the bank account of uh, of this particular gentleman."
2: <laughs> well, look, I mean, I think we've all learned a lesson here, uh, and that is, if you want something, you got to work hard to get it. So, if anyone would like to buy. A very limited edition bluey vinyl. I will sell it to you for five thousand percent more than what I bought it for. <laughs> okay, so if you, if you re- actually want to be a good parent, if you want to prove that you actually love your child, <laughs> then hit us up. I will sell you my bluey vinyl, <laughs> and put Sophia through college.
1: All right. Well, I'll get in touch with the show. Same place as always. Matt, no, actually, get in Alex. touch.
2: Get in touch if you've just found yourself searching for that one item and it's just yes. been the weirdest search. You're like, what What have I become? What item could you just not track down? <laughs> Hit us up at matt.n. alex. I love wine and
4: everything about it. What, are you into wine? I-
1: Yes, it has come to the end of another week and I tell you what, the fridge is full of your correspondence, which we love seeing, it deserves as much airtime as possible, but given the nature of this whole uh, on-demand audio platform we call podcasting, we like to save it for the end, where we get to uh, finally put a full stop on a couple of uh, couple of topics that we've covered over the last little while, Matt Kine.
2: Yeah, well, look, this first uh, piece of correspondence coincides with two talkback topics we've done in the past, most recently streakers, and uh, I'll let you guess what the second talkback topic is. Uh, It's from Julia, who says, My dad did a nudie run at the Bowls Club for his 50th in 2019. We got drunk playing barefoot bowls and thought it was a good idea. I'm going to guess um, the um, other talk
1: back we did was lit dads. <laughs> <laughs> yes
2: it is. I mean doing the Nudie run for your own birthday is yeah. interesting. I mean you're kind of like giving yourself a present there or it's you giving giving a present to everyone at the party.
1: Well, it is your birthday suit. And so if you're going to wear it at any day, why not your 50th birthday? You reached I mean, you've reached the half century. You, you in cricket you raise the bat. So you may as well uh you may as well. Well, don't go, raise the bat. I'll well, tell no, you that. Keep much. the bat. Don't play anything above the hip if you can keep it, you know, front forward position if possible. Um Nathan sent us a message as well uh in relation to having a good old bath, uh, which I reminisced a couple of my good goodens recently. Um, when I was an apprentice electrician, Nathan says, someone I worked with installed a spa bath in a new house and decided he was going to try it out that night. He ended up getting caught by the homeowner while he was oh in the bath. Oh, my
2: God. No. <laughs> no. Could you imagine? I'd ask – I'd want a new one. Do you know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah. I'm not – I'm, I can't have that bar.
1: The sparky just uh, under the <laughs> bubbles in the bath. As was he, he by was.
2: himself or did he take a friend? With, like, like. It sounds like
1: by himself. I mean, that's, that's a good way to do it. But you could say I was just making sure the jets worked.
2: <laughs> we also received a voice message from Mitch, who's a good friend of the show. And this was with regards to impressions. Now, I'm going to guess that Mitch has sent in an impression. Let's have a listen. Mitch and
0: Curry here again. Just
2: in regards to the uh, impressions that Matt was trying to do i got a few for you, so if you want to have a giggle. Hi-ho, Kermit E. Frog here. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Yay!
3: Oh, Scoop, I'm scared, Scoop. Me too, Waggy. Like, zoinks. <laughs> Ruby do. Wow, oh, that was
1: Mitch, pretty damn good, Mitch. <laughs> Goodness yeah, well, me! <laughs> <laughs> All
2: like, right, well, keep the impressions coming in. If you, <laughs> if you can do them, then uh, yeah. hit us Up at Matt Alex, let's not leave it. Let's not leave it here. Yeah. D- um, voice memo, Matt Alex, get on board. And uh, Shannon has gotten in touch, uh, and this is to do with me finally coming to my senses. And loving the trackie decks. Uh Shannon, your partner has only just started wearing trackies too.
0: Yeah, that's right.
2: Do they love them?
0: He loves them. Um, he wears them to bed, but he didn't always wear them to bed. Um, he used to wear chinos to bed for a number of years <laughs> during winter.
1: Um, what? Uh, <laughs> are you <laughs> joking?
0: <laughs> no, I wish I was, but uh, for some reason he just decided to wear chinos. Um, I would often joke when he was putting them on that he'd need to put a belt on as well when he went to bed. But oh, you wearing
2: his brown out. leather shoes as well. Just um Yeah. That's 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 crazy. That's was it wild. So I mean shirtless and just in chinos?
0: No, he wore a T shirt as well, but I don't know. And a tie.
2: Bow tie to bed as well, no doubt. While we're yeah, getting dressed up.
0: Even now when he wears trackies, if they're in the wash he'll um, He'll have to get the sleep chinos out and pop them on. The sleep ta- chinos.
2: I mean, okay. Well, what do you? Okay, what do you wear to bed next to him?
0: Pajama bottoms.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So you've got the pajamas. I mean, that's like Belinda. Belinda's got you know nice pajama bottoms as well. Mm. But I just never. I was never a part of it. I did yeah, have trackies. Did, did he bad get confused? Tra- did, he, though? did he get
1: confused? Like he, he he asked you where you got yours from, and he goes, "Oh, you go, oh, Peter Alexander." Then he walks into Roger David, and it's like, "I oh, hear you do pants." <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I'm not really sure. I just kind of just let him kind of decide. Um, I, you know, try and encourage him to get some trackies, but he's really picky, but I don't know why he kept wearing chinos for so long. Okay. Like, he's a tradey as well, so it's not like... Like, I've seen a pants he wears like to work sometimes. <laughs> he's got lots of holes and rips in them. So it's not like he's fancy or anything. Well, that's for it. Some
2: so, reason, bed, so when he leaves pants. the house, he's wearing like, you know, holy, you know, scrappy clothes. So when he gets into bed at night, he wants to dress up. I mean, this is his opportunity to look good.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe it makes that Makes perfect it. <laughs> sense. Trying to land his dream um, job. Um incredible. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, Shannon, thank you very much for that. We really appreciate you calling in and uh, glad that he's uh, managed to get onto the tracky pants. Oh, I loves
0: it. He he doesn't know why it took him so long.
2: So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, look, this feeds into another topic. Hit us up at matt.alyx if yeah, your dress code is whack. Is <laughs> it whack,
0: is it what's what's the line?
2: Whack dress code. What do you wear? I don't know. <laughs> just forget it all the, end of underdressed. the
1: week. all we know is Madokine is overworked which is why we're <laughs> going to take 2 days off and come back with a big oh. new show on Monday thank you so much for listening to us not only today but also for nick this week thank you, you nick Boschier for hanging you out with us you know what
2: i meant it's like if you go to if you go to work in track suits or if you you're on the tr- the, the if you're a tradie but you turn up in a three piece suit just <laughs> off kilter wearings Message in, MattNan.Alex.
1: You break the dress code. Um, We'll catch you next time. Thanks, Shannon. Thank you. Thanks to you. Bye. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
0: That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. All the links are at (laughs) MattAndAlex.com.au. Listener.